Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. I want to register... I want to register a personal thanks to Bishop Dak uh, for his friendship, his confidence, and his relationship with me. You know, and also to Lady Adeline for being a good friend to my wife. We have been so blessed. I mentioned in the earlier service, it was one of our spiritual fathers that put us together. The late. Reverend Dr. Prince Kuratnam. And, uh, you know, he invited me to be part of the Pentecostal World uh, Fellowship together with uh, Bishop Dak, that was already part of the committee for years. So I was a new kid on the block. And as I was a new kid on the block in that first meeting, and I remember in the first meeting, I look at this man across the table. I know that he's from Africa, but I was wondering which nation he was from. And as I was looking at him, he saw me staring at him. And so I winked at him, and he winked back at me. It was a divine wink, let me tell you. It was a wing that brought divine connections and divine relationship. And that's how we got to know each other. And through the different years, as we meet in meetings, his wife and my wife and ourselves, we got to know each other. So we are, we are not just uh, friends, but we are brothers in Christ. Hallelujah. God always needs people together. And out of relationship, comes association out of association then comes the unction of his manifestation and so it's very important who you relate with because it will bring an association that release a type of manifestation so if the manifestation not so right then check your association and the relationship amen As I was praying for you, you know, when I came to uh, the conference bringing the group of pastors and I have Pastor Alan, our missions director here. <laughs> Reverend Gerald, my spiritual son, uh, whom I handed the church to, is also here. He's, he, he, I think he should have finished preaching at Holy Hills Chapel Church this morning. And as I brought the team here, the whole purpose is to see the ministry, appreciate the ministry, and begin the relationship with this ministry. Because I believe that out of the bond of the two of us, uh, there can be greater relationships and connections and divine appointments God has for uh, Singapore as well as for Ghana. Amen. And for the rest of the world. So as I brought the team here, um, I, 
I, I didn't expect to minister. I just wanted to know uh, what's Bishop's plan. And then next thing I knew, I was ministering two nights at the conference and then this morning here for two services. So I, I feel very privileged and very honoured. And I don't take that trust, I don't take that uh, trust that he has put me here very, very lightly because, uh, uh, you know, these are holy things and we need to treat it with reverence, amen. So I started praying for you guys and the Lord led me to a scripture and we're going to look at this scripture from Mark chapter 4, verse 20, uh, 35. And we're going to look at this uh, story for a moment and, uh, and then we'll cross into Mark chapter 5. And uh, instead of reading the whole chapter, I will just be telling the story in Mark chapter 5 to you. I do want to entitle, I want to entitle this sermon, Going Over to the Other Side. Going over to the other side. Say to the person beside you, go over to the other side. Turn to the other person and invite them to go with you to the other side. Mark chapter 4, beginning in verse 35. That day, everybody says, that day. When evening came, when evening came. Come on, let's say it together. Very important. That day when evening came, Jesus said to the disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him just as he was in the boat. Everybody says, in the boat. I want to pause here by telling you that when Jesus tells you to go over to the other side, he is already waiting for you. That's why he is, was already in the boat. Jesus doesn't tell you to go over and he straggled behind. When he says go over, he is already 10 steps in front of you and he is in the boat waiting for you. So this morning, I believe Jesus is already waiting for you to go with you to the other side. The million dollar question and whether it's a million Ghanaian chitis or a million dollar US dollar has to do with whether you will be prepared to go with Jesus to the other side. So leaving the crowd, they took him just as he was in the boat. There were other boats with him. Verse 37, a furious squall came and the wave broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion and the disciples woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Father, bless the reading of your word. Amen. Amen. This morning, I feel Kadesh Family Church, there is a challenge God is setting before you 
to go over to the other side. I'm not asking you to go over to another church. Some of you have that thinking. I know. <laughs> Be gone in the name of Jesus. Go over to the other side. It's not about changing your wife. Hello. It's not about changing your husband. No, no, no. You ask God to change you, that will change your, your spouse. Amen. 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 You know, some, some places in the Western world, they just change, change spouses like changing clothes. And they think they're going over to the other side. Instead, they're going to the wrong side. <laughs> going over to the other side is going to be a spiritual endeavor I'm asking you to. I'm asking you to join me in a spiritual journey of the Holy Spirit as we understand the ways of the Spirit because God is a God of movement. Everybody say, God is a God of movement. God never wants us to remain only on one side. But there must come a holy dissatisfaction, a spiritual dissatisfaction, a thirsting and a quenching for more of God. Do you understand? You cannot be the same Christian today as you were yesterday. The spiritual appetite of your life cannot just remain at one point. But every day with Jesus should make you a better Christian. Can someone say amen? amen. Every day with Jesus should make you a greater lover of Jesus. That's what going over to the other side is going to make you as men and women of God and as a church. You see, in order to understand this text, you have to understand the context of Mark chapter 4. And in Mark chapter 4, the Bible tells us Jesus arrived. And when Jesus arrived, He began to minister to the people. He began to teach. And just like the song, the first song that they sang, you know, coming to church, the pastor would preach. And he would say something. He would pray a prayer. And something begins to happen. And the ministry started growing. And the ministry started flourishing. The ministry started blossoming. And you know, in everywhere Jesus went, the church was always super mega. Now this is very important. For those of you, you are watching me online and you are from a church and you're just not growing. Ask yourself, is Jesus there? Because I believe where there is life, there is growth. And so where Jesus was, the church started growing. It became very soon a mega church. But Jesus turns around in verse 35 and says, let's go over to the other side. If I am one of the disciples, I will say to Jesus, oh, Papa, are you sure? We've got a good ministry here. It's growing. It's now super mega, not just mega. But Jesus turns to them and said, No, you must go over to the other side. Why? 
Because God is always forging us forward. Can someone say amen? God is always challenging us to go to the other side because there is something on the other side. There's something in store on the other side for us. Some of us, we are so contented to stay on this side. But I want you to notice the scripture tells us that day, it wasn't just any ordinary day, it's that day, which means it's a divine day. There is a divine moment. There is what I call a divine and a divine moment. D-E-F-I-N-E-D. So it's not just a divine, but it's also a divine moment of God. And in that defined moment of God, it is important that you and I, the church, understand that at that moment, we cannot just be contented where we are. I'm not just talking about success, but also failures. Sometimes failures brings us to that place and we start accepting failures in our life. There are some people that accept Poverty as part of their life. Ooh. Yeah, it's true. There are some people that think that to be holy is to be poor. Yeah. Tell the person, somebody got to be crazy. Because you know why? Failure, failures keep coming into their life and they accept it as this is God's will for my life. No, no, no. It's a deception from hell. Yeah. Some people let success also hinder them from moving forward. They read the, they read the scripture, godliness with contentment is great gain. Oh, so I'm contented. I'm just content. Then they're missing out on everything that God has for them. I was just with the business folks. And I said to the business folks, are you happy to be a container or would you be happier being a conduit? Think about it. A container like this, can only hold this much of water. That's right. You pour any and it cannot go in because that's, that's what it is. And so they think that, oh, this is spiritual, this is contentment. I just, no, no, no. God never wants you to be a container. Listen carefully. God never calls you to be a container. But God calls us to be a blessing. How many of you understand that? So if you are going to be blessed to be a blessing, you must understand the divine moment of God and the defined moment of God because God defines you not as a container, but God knocks a hole, puts a pipe so that you become a conduit. So that God can keep pouring and you can keep giving. Hello? So you have to understand contentment in the right understanding. 
So that day when evening came, I want to say to us today as we move over to the other side that while evening is here, but tomorrow is a step away. Hallelujah. That day when evening came, evening may be here, but tomorrow is one more step away. And I want to say to the person that is suffering, I want to say to the person that's experiencing great pain, that your evening is going to be over because tomorrow is a step away. Weeping may endureth for a night, but joy, but joy, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. Don't be contented. Oh, I'm just happy to be weeping. No. Stop your weeping. Look forward because go over to the other side. Even in success, in the success of the ministry, Jesus turns to the disciple and says, you need to start going over to the other side. Because it's not enough to be here and to remain here. And tomorrow, we are still here. You see, there is a movement. The church must be a movement. If the church is no longer a movement, the church is just a monument. So you decide. You must de decide at the divine and defined moment of God. Will you remain just fossilized monument? <laughs> or you become an organic movement of God? I hear there are 10 churches in Kodesh Family Church. Is it? Is that 10 here? Ten. No, in this, in this country. How many Kodesh family churches do you guys have? 42. Yes, branches. Listen, Kodesh family church, if you're going to be an organic movement, you can multiply into 84. Let evening come, but look, look towards tomorrow. It's one step away. You got to step out. You see, if you are contented and happy, then evening will come and set. And you remain set. But you must understand, tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow is a step away. What will happen tomorrow? That's why we must go over to the other side. You see, life has two sides. Life has two sides. A side of poverty and a side of prosperity. Some people keep remaining on the side of poverty and let evening come. You see, the concept of the evening coming, which means it's a setting of the day, in a sense, is a prophetic message that you can be locked into that season without realizing the new season. But if you are going to translate from the old season to the new season, you must leave the past in the past. This side didn't get it. I preached to this side. 
You must leave the past in the past. Don't drag it and carry it with you. You know, in our church, like your church probably, yeah, we have a watch night service. Uh, 31st December, we have a great watch night service and we worship God. There's a preaching of the word and we wash the clock to strike 12 and pass because we are entering into the new year. I want you to know it's not just a new year. It is a prophetic year. Every year in front of you is a prophetic year where you translate from poverty into prosperity, from fruitlessness into fruitfulness, from barrenness into bountifulness. But why is it that some people, was, they step into the new year and it becomes the old year again? They corrupt the prophetic year when they never leave the past in the past. Somehow they are chained to it or they are carrying it. Come on, come on. Somebody got to be crazy, right? Yeah. I don't understand. I get testimonies from our watch night service, like from Pastor Ellen and his family and from different ones. The day they translate over, within days, miracles starts coming. That's removed. But then there are some people who don't, yeah, yeah, and they're still drinking. And they say, there's no difference. Yeah, they made the new prophetic year, this pathetic year of last year. So Kodesh Family Church, understand there are two sides. Leave this side alone and move on. But if you drag it with you, you will corrupt the new year. In fact, if you bring this to this side, this is no longer a new side. This is still the same side. That's why Jesus made it very clear. Let us go over he never asked you to bring the same side to the same side. No. You have to go over. Over suggest, The word over suggests a separation. You must separate the past from that which God has for you. But if you don't have that separation, then there is an issue. There is a sign of disappointment. And there is a site of appointment. God has an appointment awaiting you on the other side. I want to say that again. God has set on His divine calendar an appointment just for you on the other side. And as long as you stay on this side, it will not be appointment. Trust me, it will be disappointment. Disappointment means we get upset, right? But the word disappointment means you have missed your appointment. Yeah. 
And when you miss the appointment of God, then the blessings cannot come. When you miss the appointment of God, then the spirit of poverty eats into you. When you miss the appointment of God, then things begins to happen to you because you have laid yourself on this side. When God has already said, go over to the other side. There is a spiritual quest that God has for us. Look at the person beside you. I want you to look at them and look at them carefully. All right, studied. Have you studied, studied them carefully? Okay. If you have studied them now, look back at me. I'm the handsome one. Where would you describe where their eyes are? Where is the pair of eyes? Where? 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 On the, on the head. On the face. Which side of the face? Front side. Don't you notice it's on the front side and not on the back side? Why? Why? Why did God create humanity and put two pairs of eyes on the front of his side and not at the back of his head? Only Michael Jackson, that, you know, does the moonwalk and he goes back. <laughs> That's why he's, he's where he is. <laughs> do you know looking in front, it has to do with advancement? Don't you realize you drive faster going forward than reversing? Because whenever you reverse, there's a certain fear. You feel impediment. But when you go forward, there is velocity, there is speed. And speed and velocity is important. In my study of aviation, because I was serving in the Air Force, in order for the plane to take off, the plane must reduce this word called drag, D-R-A-G. So in order to remove drag, there must be velocity. Number two, there must be a shape, an aerofoil shape. And when there is an aerofoil shape, which is what I believe God has created us all with, right? God designed us with our eyes forward, and that's the aerofoil shape. And when we are looking forward and we're moving with speed, and I know Bishop has a book on this. Read that book. And when you have that velocity and the speed forward, do you know you lift? And that's why we can soar like an eagle. That's what appointment does for us. When you get into God's appointment, you are now set to soar. But if you remain on this side, it will continue to be disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. So you need to make, your, make up your mind. Which side would you be today?
I want to say to you today in my point three, because of time. Amen. When Jesus told them, let's go over to the other side, they took him just as he was in the boat. And I've kind of talked about that. And they started sailing. And as they started sailing, I need you to understand this. These 12 disciples are experienced fishermen. These 12 fishermen have sailed through this sea many times. These 12 disciples have experienced the turbulence of waves and storm. So they took Jesus with them and they were sailing. And the Bible makes it very clear. A squall came up. Yeah. There will always be storm of life. Turn to the person beside you and tell them, there will always be storm of life. Tell the other person, Christianity is a bed of roses. I know some people say it is not. I tell you it is. You know, there's lots of thorns. On every nice rose, there's lots of thorns. So as believers, we are the rose in a thorny environment. So the thorny environment will be there. Demonic challenges will always be there. And so as they were going over to the other side, notice suddenly, experienced fishermen, those who are used to the sea, used to the, the, the toss and the turn, suddenly got afraid. You see, demonic challenges are there to let you know firstly that you are on the right track. Hallelujah. <laughs> Problems in life it's not because God has abandoned you. It is because God is building you. God is making you strong. He is developing you. He's developing your faith. I was sharing with the earlier congregation, you know, there was a time when my daughter was born and she was newly born. I was very committed to the nation of India because I was church planting in India. And at the same time, I was a consultant to Reverend David Mohan, um, you know, one of the biggest church. And, uh, you know, he's a good friend of Bishop Dak, mutual friend. And while I was doing a lot of consultation to help that church grow, I was church planting Trinity Assembly of God Church. In, in, in the central of Madras. And the way I church plan in those days, very much like what Bishop did, every year I will have a crusade. So every year I'll bring a, a, a team of 35 Singaporeans there. But every month, every month I will go there and I will work with, with the, the church trying to launch this new plan for a whole year. And every time I'm there, I notice my daughter ends up in the hospital. She's a baby. She was just born as a baby. And she kept going to the hospital. Every time I fly out from India, I'm in Singapore, everything's cool. Everything's great. I go on the Singapore Airlines straight into India. As soon as I touch down in India, my daughter is in the hospital. She's sick. Every month, every month. Now, that year in October, I brought a team of 35 and we were doing a big crusade meeting. And now, we have moved, we have moved from the, those revival meetings in the church hall. Right now, we're at the beach. We're at the beach in Madras. And um, I was 
getting ready to, to get up and preach. The worship was going on. And while the worship was going on, they ran, somebody ran up to me and says, you got to go back to Pastor Mohan's house because there's a phone call for you. I answered the line and over on the other end of the line, I hear a voice that was really sobbing and that was my wife's voice. And to hear my wife cry on the other side, I'm now wondering, uh, what's happening? I'm just about to preach. And I said, what happened? And she tells me now, Natalie's back in the hospital and I'm like, yeah, okay, what's new? You see, whenever there's demonic attack in my life, I always feel that that's because I'm on the right track. You must understand, Satan does not attack dead Christians because they are dead. <laughs> he attacks life Christians. So I was like, okay, what is it? And then she was telling me about the tubes. Now, from being in a hospital with fever and those, now there are tubes. And my heart broke when I hear the tubes in my daughter's body. And she's less than a year old. And my heart broke. And so I said to my wife, dear, I will take the next flight home. The next flight home means I won't be preaching. It means I have to get back to the airport and fly back to Singapore. So I felt it was my responsibility to go back to the crusade meeting and to tell Pastor Mohan and, and Pastor Daniel, who was the pastor that's going to take over the church, uh, you know, and the people involved that I will not be able to. And somebody has to preach. And just as that happened, as I was sharing, Pastor Naomi Dowdy heard it and she came up onto the microphone, picked up the microphone and she said, to the audience that if you are a Christian here tonight, I would like you guys to pray for Pastor Dominic because there is a personal challenge in his home front right now. And as the church begins to pray, God began to show me at that moment, Dominic, demonic challenges in life does not mean you cannot get over to the other side. Hallelujah. When God says go over to the other side, you must expect demonic challenges. But it will not stop you. I want to say that again. It will not stop Kadesh Family Church. It should never stop you. You know why? You have Jesus in the boat with you. You have Jesus in the boat. And so something clicked in me. And I say, I'm staying, I'm preaching. And that night, we have the biggest number of people who came to know Jesus Christ. Of the three nights, that was the largest number of souls that got saved. Could you imagine? You see, demonic challenges are there because you have a great destiny. Why did he attack you? Because you have a great destiny. Why did he attack me? Because there was a great destiny. Yeah. The greater the destiny, the stronger the challenge. Yeah. I learned that. The greater your destiny, 
the greater your challenge. And therefore, those of you that are going through challenges after challenges, seems like there's no non-stop challenges, one after another. Well, good news for you. You have a great destiny. You have a great destiny. The devil is trying to stop you. Do you know the devil is afraid of you? He's afraid that you will step into your destiny. That was why the devil was trying to kill the disciples. Because he's afraid. The, the devil is afraid of them going over to the other side. Because great things happen on the other side as found in Mark chapter 5. I don't have time to read it. Like I said, you will need to go back and read it. See, demonic challenges are a great opportunity for you to learn to trust in Jesus. Amen? How many of you have faith in Jesus? How many of you really have faith in Jesus? Really? 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 Maybe we should test this with an offering back now. I have faith, I have faith. God will provide, but when they're offering, um, no, next week. When my daughter was four years old, my wife and I decided to do a Saturday morning swim experience. So every Saturday morning, when I'm around, we will go swimming. So I prepared my daughter. She has never been to a swimming pool. This is her first time going to a swimming pool. So we prepared her with rubber duckies and all that, you know, with pail and all that. And, and we say, we go to the swimming pool and rubber ducky will swim on the pool and you will swim in the pool. So we arrive at the swimming pool. Um, my wife, daughter and me, we are changed. My daughter is right now running to the edge of the swimming pool playing with rubber ducky. I'm in the pool swimming. I turn around, she's still not in the water, she's at the edge, playing rubber ducky. And I'm like, okay, sweetheart, come, sweetheart, jump, jump to daddy, daddy will catch you. No. I said, do you believe that when you jump, daddy can catch you? Yes. Jump. No. I said to her, do you believe daddy can swim? Yes. Do you believe daddy can teach you to swim? Yes. Jump. No. She had faith. Hello? So I went up on, I went up, I got up, went up, I grabbed her, and then we plunged into the pool as we jumped into the pool. She started screaming, and everybody turns around and look at our pastor trying to kill the daughter. You see, that moment God spoke to me. You can articulate that you have faith, but you may not really trust. That's a big difference. Big, big difference. Because the word faith is pistio in Greek. And pistio is not about a set of belief. Pistio is not about a knowledge. Pistio has to do with trust. It has to do with laying hold and putting your entire weight upon. So have you laid hold of God and His character? 
Have you laid hold of God's word and put your entire weight on God's word when he says, I will provide. When he says, I will heal. When he says, I will save. Do you understand? So when demonic challenges comes, knows that, know this, it will not overwhelm you. Because it is an opportunity right now to fully lay hold of Jesus and put your weight. I mean, just think about this picture. Jesus is sleeping. If Jesus is sleeping, everything's okay. After all, Jesus says, let's go over, right? He didn't say, let me go. He said, let us, us. All of us, even though we're in the storm, us, we will go over. So if God says it, we should just receive it and that settles it. Don't care about the storm. And if Jesus is sleeping, hey, it's cool. But no, look at these 12 dumb guys. Oh, master, don't you care? Ah, master. We are drowning. That's why after coming the storm, Jesus turns to them. And if you read the original Greek sentence, it is not so nice in the English. It's actually a scolding, a rebuke. Why do you still have no faith? Yeah. It's not why do you, it's why do you have no faith? I mean, it's an indictment. It is a reprimand. It is a rebuke. After all the teaching, remember they were with Jesus at the beginning of chapter 4. He was teaching, teaching, teaching. The word of God should have given them faith. But no, the word of God remains up here. And if you only come to Kadesh Family Church to receive teaching, 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 and you never go to the other side of spiritual engagement activity to see prosperity happen, something is wrong with you. Yeah. You must be crazy. So when daddy teaches the word, you must take the word, go over to the other side, activate it. Work on it. And see the blessings of God unfold. See the salvation unfold. See the manifestation of the spirit. That's why we cannot afford just to be here. We have to now go. We have to take charge. Listen here. Fill up every seat next time I come back. Better still, start another Kodesh family church. Maybe another two miles out from here. Do you understand what I'm saying? I tell you what, not going over to the other side is not. Going over to the other side is not a suggestion. Jesus never suggests. Remember, when God created us, He created us for movement. God created us to move forward. That's why it is not a suggestion. It is not a wish. Jesus didn't say, oh, please, I wish you guys. No, if you read carefully in Greek, it was an instruction. It's a mandate. It is part of the journey of growth. You see, if they have never gone to the other side, they will not grow. They have to go. It is finally a matter of destiny. 
This is very important. I want you to hear very carefully. Going over to the other side is not a suggestion, it's not a wish, it's a matter of destiny. Your destiny, my destiny, my family destiny, my ministry destiny, and Kadesh Family Church destiny. just remain as one big super mega church and not expand then the demon possessed man in Mark chapter 5 will not be saved he, won't, he will not be delivered the cities will not have heard of Jesus Christ and then you read on they continue going over to the other side yeah after the healing they had to go again over to the other side and if they had not keep going to the other side Listen very carefully. There would be no healing for the woman who's been bleeding for 12 years. And then there would not have been a supernatural miracle for the younger of 12-year-old. It's a matter of destiny. Destiny is ahead of you. It's about life and death. I want, you to, I want you to get this fact before I close. Because this is very important. It's about someone's life. Because as soon as they went and this demon possessed man was delivered, the fame of Jesus hit 10 cities. Tremendous. Through one encounter, 10 cities. Think about it. If every one of you were to go over to the other side spiritually and start engaging the salvation of that one that you touch. Could you imagine if it impact 10 villages in Ghana? How many of you here? Just think, how many of you? How many 10 cities in each of you? I take each one and multiply by 10. You know how many villages? In fact, we would have probably covered the entire villages in this nation and it would spill over to the adjoining nations. It's a matter of life and death for that one. It's not just for him, his household. And then that 10 cities, and those 10 cities and the multiple household. Think about the woman with the hemorrhage issue. She would have continued to bleed to death. The Bible tells me in Mark chapter 5, she spent all of her entire saving on doctors. All. She's all broke. This is a last resort. And they didn't go, she would die. Now think about the girl of 12-year-old. A Hebrew, you have to understand this 12 is a very important number. 12 for the Hebrew understanding of a, of a girl means she crossed over into womanhood. 12 represents dreams, ambition, and life. And if they have not crossed over, she will remain dead. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's a matter of destiny. Turn to the person beside you and tell them, it's a matter of destiny. So this afternoon as I close, 
As I close, let me give you my fifth point. Going over to the other side requires you to bring Jesus. They took him just as he was. Jesus had to be with them. Yeah. We journey in this life not alone, but with Jesus. So that we can learn the ways of the Spirit. So that Jesus can lead us and teach us. But the point is, you and I must make a decision. Because going over to the other side has to do with a decision to cross over in your spirit. It's not about articulating, I know, but it's about saying, yes, I will. It's not about articulating, I know, but it's about you stepping forward, stepping out, crossing over. It's not knowledge, but it's engagement. It's about I will. And this morning, I'm going to ask you, Kodesh Family Church, prophetically and in the realm of the Spirit, because I believe God's watching right now. Jesus wants to stop you from being a container into a conduit. The only way, you have to step across. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So I'm going to ask us to stand right now. And in a moment's time, we're going to sing this song, Yes. And as we sing this song, Yes, Lord, I'm going to ask you today. I'm not asking for salvation right now. Because I felt this morning, I need to speak to you, the church. How many of you, church, you are ready to step over? You are ready to join the God of the movement to keep moving forward? Yes, we're going to build great churches. And then we're going to go and continue to build great churches. We're going to keep going and get people saved. We're going to keep going and get people healed. We'll keep going and see the miraculous and the supernatural manifest before rest. We're going to keep moving so that we don't stay on this side. Evening comes, but tomorrow is a step away. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some of you have been going through great demonic attacks. But this morning, it's a time to step out and say, I'm coming to Jesus, behold His power, and I'm going to break every demonic pains in my life. And so this is what I'm going to ask you to do. As we sing this song, and if you believe in this crossover, I'm going to ask you to cross over by coming to the front. Because by coming to the front and standing here, you are signifying to the leadership of this house. You are prepared to cross over with them to become a movement, not a monument. You don't want to fossilize, but you want to become the movement of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you ready? Yes. Let me ask you, church, are you ready? Yes. Are you ready to say yes? Yes. Are you ready to cross over? Oh, yes. Are you ready to step up prophetically? Hallelujah. Let's worship yes. Him right now. Oh, as you yes. come right now. Come. To as you. your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. I will trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks to me. With my whole heart i agree. Then my answer will Say yes. yes, yes, oh 
the lead to come. I'm going to ask all the pastors to come to the front and stand here. Yes. Would the bishop come? Let's all stand here. Church, listen. This is a day of commitment. This is a day of commitment. We're going to sing this song one more time. And if you are committed to the movement of the Holy Spirit, you are committed to the vision of this house, and you want to see greater things happen in your life, we're going to sing this song, yes. And when we say yes, I'm going to ask you to come. Because they are the witnesses to your yes this morning. All right, let's, let's come closer. Come closer because there are more. There are more people that will come. And if there's no more space, you just step out to the aisle because this is a commitment you are making before the Lord today. And, and fathers, I want to say this. When you say yes, your wife will say yes as well. Hallelujah. Wife, listen here. When you say yes to following Jesus wholeheartedly, to committing your life totally to serving God and serving this house. Your children will serve the house. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, we don't want to raise wayward children. We want to raise committed children in the Lord. So we're going to sing this song. How many more of you will step out and cross over by coming to the front? How many of you will, will come right now as we sing? That's right, let's worship Him. I say yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, to your will and to your will. Let's try, keep coming. I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart. I'll be my answer. Strength is coming from you. Lord, 
For the last time, I will say yes. Lift your hands. Even as you say yes to the Lord. You are saying yes to the Lord. You are saying yes to the Lord. Yes, Lord. I am moving to the other side. Yes, Lord. I am moving to the other side. Yes, Lord. I am moving to the other side. Yes, Lord. suggestion, but it was an instruction to go to the other side. The other side. I don't know which side you have been all this time. Yeah. But from yesterday, 6 a.m. Yes, I say from yesterday, Saturday, 6 a.m. Yes, Those of you who are not, not an corporate, you will not understand, but I'm instructing you that from yesterday, 6 a.m., something new has begun. I said something new has begun. And something new has begun. You are receiving yours now. Shout yes. 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 And give the Lord a shout. You know, the Bible says that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And he said, God has already ordained. He has prepared that for you and I. Amen. So if you were either to just dormant in the church, by hands being laid on you, and by coming forward to say yes, that is changing. I said, that is changing. In fact, that has changed. I said, that has changed. I said, that has changed. Amen. He said, what? Let us go to the the other side. The other side. There will be challenges. But it means that you are on the right path. Amen. You start your bacenta. The bacenta that you stopped. You start it again. There will be challenges. You think you can go back and call the people who you were pastoring. But when you call them, they refuse. There will be challenges. 
But I want you to know that it means that you are on the right path. Hallelujah. I see you moving to the other side. Hallelujah. I say, I see you moving to the other side. Hallelujah. I say, you are moving to the other side. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. What a word and what a ministration. Clap your hands to the Lord. Now, before we take our seats, with every eye closed, there are some of us who have to say yes to Jesus Christ today. The Bible says that it shall come to pass that any man who will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Anyone who opens, Jesus will come in. You want to say the greatest yes, the yes that will make this yes effective, the yes that will make this yes come to fruition. With every eye closed, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to accept Jesus Christ into my life. Pastor, pray with me. I want to be born again. Pastor, pray with me. I want to move to the other side of my life. I've been living on my own. I've been doing things on my own. But I want to move to the other side where I now walk with Jesus and not on my own. You want to say, Jesus, come into my heart this morning. Wherever you are standing, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to accept Jesus Christ into my life. I want you to just lift your right hand wherever you are. Just your right hand. God bless you. Lift it very high. Yeah, I can see it. God bless you. God bless you. The Bible says that when Jesus was born, wise men came looking for him. It's only the wise who look for Jesus. And this morning, you are the wise number one. You are the wise number two. You are the wise number three. You are the wise number ten. You are the wise number fifteen. And lift your hands. Don't think about the one on your left or your right. They are not important. You are the one God is speaking to. Lift your right hand right now, quickly. You have lifted your hand. I want you to leave wherever you are and come to me right now. Just come to me. Leave your chair and come to me. Come. Come. Come to me. Come quickly. Come, come and receive Jesus. Come and receive Jesus. Clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. Your life will never be the same again. Church, clap for them as they come. When your spirit speaks to me, when my whole heart and my answer will be. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus. Jesus.
Maybe you didn't lift your hand when I said if you want to be born again, lift your hand. So in your mind, it's only those who lifted their hands who are supposed to come forward. But I'm speaking to you right now. As I'm speaking, you are unsure of yourself. You are not sure if you are to die today where your destiny will be. But you can be sure before you leave this place. Very, very, very dangerous to walk in Accra, the streets of Accra, without Jesus Christ in your life. Wherever you are, there's an opportunity for you. Before I pray, there's room here for you. I want you to leave your chair right now and just come to me. Just come. Just come. Don't leave this place not born again. Don't leave this place without Jesus in your hearts. Don't think about your friends. They are not important. Leave your chair and come right now. I am praying in the next 20 seconds. Those in front of you, just lift your hands. I'm just praying a simple prayer with you and I want you to pray after me. Many years ago, 1974, I prayed that prayer. And thank God he has been with me since. And so as you are praying this prayer, have faith. And know that God is hearing you. And you do exactly what you are going to pray about. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Today. I declare Jesus. I declare Jesus. Open your mouth. Say, I declare Jesus. I declare Jesus as the Lord. As the Lord and Master. And Master over my life. Over my life. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I come to you. I come to you. And I ask you. And I ask you to please forgive me. To please forgive me of all my sins. Of all my sins. And wash me. And wash. Me. In the blood of Jesus. In the blood of Jesus. Wash me. Wash me. In the blood of Jesus. In the blood of Jesus. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. So that one day. So that one day. One day. One day. When I die. When I die. And the book is opened. And the book is opened. My name will be in the book. My name will be in the book. Say, please help me. Please help me. To be a strong Christian. To be a strong Christian. Please help me. Please help me. To come to church every Sunday. To come to church every Sunday. Please help me. Please help me. To serve you. To serve you. The rest of my life. The rest of my life. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For saving me. For sending me. For saving me. For saving me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto you.